0: HealthLock lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars so to save visit healthlock.com today that's healthlock.com today this is your moment your time to shine your comeback
1: Electric cars, because this is true where I live, too. This person lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, where you arguably see the most electric vehicles in the country. I know that that's true, because I've, like I said, I did the research. I just don't have the numbers here with me today on electric cars. But it said, even here at our local Target, the parking lot has about 20 EV charging spaces. They're almost always completely empty. That's the way it is at my Target, too. And Mm -hmm. in a town where it is 5,000 times more likely people are going to buy electric cars than any other town in America, they're still always empty. They absolutely need to have the charging stations before people will buy cars, but uh, the slack right. is not being taken up uh, very quickly at all. What, I wonder what the tipping point is for, for the price of gas. I'm sure that's known by somebody at what point the population would say, okay, that's it. I'm I'm giving up whatever obstacles there are to to switching to electric cars right. for this, but I, we're I wonder, not there yet. We can research this and maybe get back to you all in the next uh, 10 minutes or so, but Uh, What's the rate of electric car use in Europe? I mean, because their gas is way more expensive. Good question. They have super high taxes to make it crazy expensive, so people drive tiny little ridiculous European cars. Um, Because they're more into it than we are, apparently. Next round of Of the... First, they don't uh, have a big, sprawling, gorgeous country that spans from ocean to ocean. True. Mountains, plains, fields of grain, and more mountains and more plains and more grain. And some really nice beaches. More of the uh, presidential political Deadpool for the Democratic candidates coming up, where we're uh, taking our draft picks of who we think's going to get out first. Is uh, Howard Schultz not officially a presidential
2: candidate, or is he? Get the the Starbucks guy. Wow, is he he still on the list, Steven? No, he's not on the list. I don't think he ever officially announced. It was all huh, exploratory. Well, Joe Biden announced four times,
1: so I think Schultz gets one of those.
2: He's in the might run category still. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, with
1: Abrams, uh, Hogan, whoever that is, and freaking, go, go, and freaking go away already, Kasich. <laughs> Please. Um, But I'm not talking more about that. Nobody wants you. 532 days to go. I wanted to mention this. Oh, we got to get to the president and Chuck and Nancy next segment, because, oh, it was wild, folks, wild. We talk openly on this show, and certainly on our own behind the scenes, how, how to approach the modern world of politics and covering politics and the news and everything like that. And It's interesting how things went in late night television, where for, well, really since its inception, all the, from Steve Allen all the way through Johnny Carson through Jay Leno, which were all hosts of The Tonight Show, and it was the number one show all of those years, they worked really hard to be Nonpartisan, because they thought that was the best way to stay number one. And and uh, and Jimmy Fallon, as host, decided to, you know, keep it going that direction. Stephen Colbert comes along, takes David Letterman's job, and decides, you know what? I'm going to be full on partisan. I'm going to be a full on um, Trump, and people who vote for him are idiots, and uh, our side is smart. That's what I'm going to do. That's going to be the basis of my jokes and skits every night. And Stephen Colbert now is for the first time, there was a blip. Many years ago, where Letterman was number one, beat out The Tonight Show, but it didn't last long. All these years, all these decades, The Tonight Show has been number one, particularly among the 18- to 49-year-olds, which for some reason is what TV cares about the most. Fallon was hanging in there number one, but Colbert beat him for the first time ever this uh, television season, which ended the other day. Mm. Why there is a television season, beginning and end still I don't know why what does that mean I know Saturday night Live went off the air Saturday night I mean that was their season finale why I don't know why that still happens but anyway um, so Colbert, by deciding to go, I'm gonna be partisan. Uh-huh. Unseated the Tonight Show for the first time in 50 years. I get that. Now it's very close. It's only it's a difference of like 20,000 people, which in a country of 300 some million, I mean, it's really a tie. Sure. Uh, to, if you were gonna be fair. And the but, more you know about the rating system, the more you realize you gotta take it with a grain of salt. All right, but it's interesting. TV ratings, I'm talking about, no, not radio. Nobody thought that would work. For all those years, you can't you can't be partisan. That'd turn too many people off. Times have changed. Yeah. No, you know, no they, doubt about well, it. There are so many choices. If you are not something specific, you're gonna get lost. I think you got to have a clear identifier, and I, and and fairly entertaining variety show is not specific enough. Um. Also, in the changing times, this is kind of interesting to me. For its part, NBC said Fallon's tonight is still the most viewed entertainment program on TV across all social media and the most popular late-night entertainment show on YouTube. Wow. So if they may measure all those, I see Jimmy Fallon clips all the time popping up on YouTube and social media, him right. doing funny stuff. Yeah. He still wins at that, which, I don't know, does
2: that make him money? Does that make NBC money? I don't really know. Fallon made a, a decided strategy to be very YouTube-friendly. That's why he plays, like, tiddlywinks and connect yeah. four with his guests instead of doing interviews with them. The other
1: night, he uh, he, the, he and The Who sang won't get fooled again on children's instruments, which yeah. I found very entertaining as a fan of The Who. And Pete Townsend smashed his child's ukulele at the end of the song. It's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, does that, but does that make them money? Does that, does that bring in the yeah, same, yeah, sure. more, same sort of YouTube money? Their YouTube channel uh, is, mm-hmm. is profitable. Yeah. Speaking of media celebrities, uh, presidential hopeful Michael Avenatti hit with yet more charges, another day, another felony. Two separate indictments Wednesday in New York for his alleged extortion of Nike and for allegedly defrauding his uh, professional fornicator and former client, adult film star Stormy Daniels. Just the latest charges against the lawyer who's previously faced other charges in federal courts in New York and California. So while in the beginning it was pitched as a... Stormy Daniels is standing up for women everywhere, and here's his feminist. Lawyer, here's her feminist lawyer, Michael Avenatti, who's also right. standing up for women everywhere. Oh, he was a knight in shining armor. He took the money from this woman, right? And and didn't let her have any of it. Yeah, he stole from her. He stole. Like crazy. He stole her money. Yeah, yeah. Now he's a scumbag. Oh, please, he's completely amoral. He's a he's a hustler and a pimp and the. And a hundred other things that are just rotten. And he was just the toast of, of cable TV. And, and um, dumb because he was really good at what he was doing. I mean, he knew how to to, to to He knew the things to say to stay in the news and to drip, drip, drip to keep it going for weeks at a time. But why was he so stupid to just plain steal money from her? How do you right. think that was going to turn out? Do well, you think he was going to get away with that? Uh, I just think he was in too deep because he'd been a con man for a long time. I mean, the list of charges against him is quite amazing and spans a fair amount of time. Um, And his con became selling... This uh, Stephanie Clifford, who again is a professional fornicator, had sex allegedly with Donald Trump for the purpose of getting on a TV show. Signed a confidentiality agreement, then sniffed more money if she violated it. So she got this utterly unspeakable piece of filth who crawled out from a rock uh, under a rock. Michael Avenatti to represent her as her pimp. CNN and the two of them made the rounds. Then CNN and MSNBC treated him like. I don't know, like, I don't know like what. Like he was somebody important and uh, and decent. <laughs> I've got the number here somewhere. He made oh, he made 121 appearances on CNN and 108 on MSNBC that is and incredible. was widely described as a possible candidate for president. That is absolutely incredible. On those networks. Uh, in the indictment, uh, federal prosecutors allege Avenatti took money intended for a client in a book deal. That's uh, Stormy. And instead used it for his own purposes, including, among other things, to pay employees of his law firm and a coffee business he owned. Also, to make payments to individuals with whom he had personal relationships, to make a luxury car payment. He had payments on his Ferrari. Um, he, and, was, he looks like a Ferrari guy. And to I saw, pay for hotels, airfare, meals, car services, and, because you got to look sharp, dry cleaning. I saw a guy in a Lamborghini today. Sean, how do millennial men feel about guys who wear driving gloves? Oh
2: this. <laughs> that's mockable in in many.
1: That's uh, yeah that's something. I realize you have a Lamborghini but do you really need to have the gloves? <laughs>
2: You know, it's not that far away from just putting a bumper sticker on your Lamborghini. You know, like, you got the Lambo. You don't need the gloves. But I'm
1: not surprised that Alvinati was driving a Ferrari for a while. Being a rock guy, you know, I I, I may have stretched fashion-wise playing shows with rock bands through the years, but the one thing I could never get with is the guys who wear, what do you call those things? They're like pads on the back of your hand, but they got spikes on them and stuff (laughs) like you're about to... I don't know. Are you going to storm a castle or, or fight off a jaguar or something? I don't even know what they're for. I love that look. I'm about to get into a medieval battle after I'm done playing you this song. Look. So when uh, when when the professional fornicator asked Avenatti when her advance for her unreadable book deal was arriving, Avenatti allegedly quote repeatedly lied, including by stating that he was working on getting the fees from their publisher. When in truth and in fact, Avenatti had already received the fees and spent them on his own personal and professional expenses. They say uh, he stole about three hundred thousand dollars. From uh, the porn girl, wow, and she needed that money, as 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 we all found out when she's out touring small clubs and small towns to no audience. She right. must need the money, showing her privates for twenty dollar cover charges. Uh, yeah, he had a uh, m- oh my god, he had a monthly lease payment of thirty nine hundred dollars for a Ferrari. Whoa! And he was stealing four, from his clients to pay four it. grand a month for your car. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And and that wow what, that you're what 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 kind of what is he? He's got no sense then, because you know that's going to come crashing down. Yeah, he was just living a high flying, uh, like helium inflated lifestyle, and in the helium was the money he he stole from his clients. Was he delusional, like he thought it wouldn't end, or did he was he planning to kill himself? I mean, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the run? I don't know. Guys like him just think they can keep the scam going. I mean, he's a very bright guy, no doubt. He's just a greed head. He's an unredeemable greedhead and a con man, and a liar, and a pimp, and the rest of the stuff I call him. Four grand a month so you can drive that car, is Michael Avenatti. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So two important pieces of business coming up next. Number one, we've got to describe the, the scene at the White House yesterday with the president, and Chuck, and Nancy, and people walking out, and speeches on the, in the Rose Garden, and charts, and it was crazy. And we've got to do another uh, round of drafts for the uh, candidate death pool this hour. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty show. Armstrong and Getty. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Well, I'm reading about Ford's new robot. So they're going to have self driving cars with delivery robots. Really? Yeah. That's wow. So, that's so your robot truck kind of belches out a, a robot who carries your package to your door? Or unloads, you know, or drives the truck to its destination and loads all the boxes at the warehouse and then drives on to the next stop. What does it mean if a robot's driving the truck? Why doesn't the truck just drive itself? <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> That, that self-driving technology, it's absolutely coming. I don't know if it'll be two years or ten that it's widespread. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends where you live, of course, but um, it's it's amazing. The state-of-the-art is is really impressive, um, having ridden in a car with it. Recently. I don't want it. I just wonder where I'm going to be forced into it in my life. Yeah, yeah there are definitely flaws to it. Um, and my car has a warning system. It doesn't self-drive or anything like that, but it's got like your advanced. You're about to get hit systems, but it, it it has if some somebody like changes lanes right in front of you, but they're clearly accelerating or whatever. You don't need to jam on your brakes. No, you don't hardly need to react at all. Right. Sometimes I see them coming. It's you like, might okay, want to cover you your yep. brake or whatever, but yeah, and and they got to fix that. You can't jam on the brakes every time somebody comes close to you, but they are they are pretty amazing. Um, of course, if everybody's self-driving, nobody will do that. True. Well, yeah, if they take away our ability to drive ourselves, which and I think they're going to do. Listen to you with your crazy libertarian lone wolf spin. We will have a driving utopia as soon as we give the control to the government. Now you'll be going nowhere ever that isn't being kept track of by someone. Right! And that data will not be hacked or given away by Facebook. We promise. So listen, it was crazy. Chuck and Nancy go to the White House yesterday to have their big summit meeting about infrastructure. And everybody agrees. We've got to fix our roads and our bridges and our railroads and our ports. I mean, we've got to be open for business. It benefits everybody. You know, unless you're really, really, really a small government person, you you. You're down with that, okay? So they get to the White House, but this is the, the, the only, what, an hour? couple hours? After Nancy has her big closed-door meeting where they talk all about impeaching the president. Well, and then she comes out and tells reporters. She says to reporters, the president, you know, is obstructing justice and we're looking at impeachment. There's a cover-up going on. How would you expect the president to sit down with you then 15 minutes later and have a... Uh, you know, A friendly Nancy, conversation. How are you? I'm good, Mr. President. Good. I, I was love just what out have done with the place. I was just out there telling reporters you're a criminal, and that you should be removed from office in a way that we've never done in this country. Yeah, give me Pelosi number two. Let's hear the words in the old witch's own uh, cackle.
2: Uh, would you believe that it's important for the, to follow the facts? Uh, we believe that no one is above the law, including the President of the United States. And we believe that the president of the United States is engaged in a cover up.
1: So it was just a f- minutes later when they were supposed to sit down, like an hour or something. Right. Sit down. I don't. I don't know how you would expect that to work out. So uh, that would be weird. So it would be weird on both sides. So they get there, and he says, "I'm not doing business with you, lying scum," or something to that effect. Cover ups. I. I'm not gonna impeachment. Why? Yada. And he sent them packing. Then he goes out to the Rose Garden where his people had already prepared a sign pointing out the incredible time and expense of the Mueller investigation and then the uh, no collusion and the rest of it, and uh, and it gave a speech. It was described by the Washington Post, I'm not sure this is fair, but it's amusing, as a live Twitter blast, essentially. It was like when the president gets fired up and tweets a lot, but he did it verbally there uh, on in the Rose Garden. And he told reporters, get these phony investigations over with. Pelosi called it a temper tantrum uh, intended to obscure Trump's, quote, lack of confidence that he really couldn't match the greatness of the challenge that we have. But if, I don't if, think it was that. But, <laughs> but if, after Nancy said what we just played, if they had gone in and talked about uh, infrastructure, wouldn't that have been a weird on both ends? I mean, it seems to me it'd be weird. To, 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 hey, Nancy, why are you sitting down with this guy you think is a criminal and a liar? And expecting to do any deal whatsoever. Right. And why are you sitting down with a woman who just said you're a criminal and a liar? You can get away with it if everybody involved is a professional politician because they're so used to that. That's uh, Well, and it's gotten worse and uh, uglier and nastier these days. But the whole, uh, my colleague is uh, clearly intending to take the country off of a fiscal cliff. Well, my colleague believes the poor should suffer on their own. And then you meet in the lunchroom and you chat and you're buddies. But Trump's not a professional politician. And he takes some of the stuff, well, the whole, like the the Mueller thing, really seriously. And they are still trying to hammer that. And he's pissed. He's legitimately pissed off. Hmm. We can't just not have the government working. You can't have the president and the Speaker of the House not on speaking terms. Right, and in the in the minority leader of the Senate, yeah. Chuck Schumer. Well, we'll, see. we'll see what direction this turns, I suppose. Oh, these are troubled times, Jack. Is, troubled it, a, time. is it a constitutional it's crisis? It's a constitutional crisis! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the American <laughs> Taliban is free, out of jail, and a lot of people are not happy. Former...
2: The, I, I didn't
1: think you ever got out when you did that. Yeah. Well, yes, we'll talk more about that. Former Trump Secretary of State Tillerson, behind closed doors, gives off a screed, and the screed is leaked. And one of the easiest, most effective ways you can, uh, you, most effective ways you can use to cut your cancer risk. Ah, oh, okay. stumbled over that. But good, to, good to know. Next, it's cancer. Armstrong and Getty. People that are just so friggin' stupid. They they can't be part of society. What what do you do with them? I got this guy right here in Washington. Shot himself in the testicle. Oh, uh, ah, You got to give me a minute. The police end up at his apartment because a gun went off. Him shoot accidentally shooting himself in the testicle. Yeah, and uh, at least he's half as likely to reproduce now. And in the and in the police. <laughs> That's how it works. In the police. Uh, trying to investigate this, he uh, he um, uh, excretes a couple of bags of marijuana that he had hidden inside of him. Oh, oh boy.
2: Wow. wow, there's a winner. Right. And so they take this... Is that added... what the gunshot was about? Are was trying to access them? I, I don't know. Marijuana is legal now.
1: But anyway, they found meth in his house and other stuff like that. So he had marijuana inside him. And a, and a blown-off testicle. His gun, and he's a thirteen-time convicted felon. Before this happens, mm. as a twenty-seven-year-old, what do you? Oh, what do you? Is that the record? What do you do with dopes like that? You put them on the Armstrong and Getty prison island, and it fits in with this story with Marshall Phillips. The so-called American Taliban. John Walker Lind is out of jail, released from prison in Terre Haute, Indiana this morning. He joined the Taliban just before 9-11. He got picked up shortly after the 9-11 attack. Freaking moron. Lind was involved with an Afghanistan prison uprising that claimed the life of CIA officer Johnny Michael Spann in 2001. Spann's daughter, Allison, spoke to Good Morning America about how devastating his release is.
2: He's responsible in some part for the death of my father. And so for him to be released early
0: just was unbelievable. We never thought that that was actually going to happen.
1: She called it a slap in the face. Well, yeah, on one hand, I thought when you took up arms against your own country, you were done. You were done as a citizen with any rights. On the other hand, he's just an idiot. Well, that's the thing. It was just before 9-11. This guy, he's some alienated punk wealthy punk from the the suburbs of San Francisco. The moneyed class. And he he decided to get into Islam. He's reading about it online. He converts to Islam. He goes to learn about it in Yemen and and Afghanistan and other places. He ends up taking arms with the Taliban. And then 9-11 happens and we, the United States, starts fighting the Taliban because they were sheltering Al-Qaeda. And uh, allegedly old uh, Johnny Lind met Osama at some point. Um, And then he ends up in prison and is part of this prison uprising that was bloody and deadly and the rest of it. So, like, Jackson, what do you do with this guy now? I mean, you put him in an apartment and let him blow off his own testicle. <laughs> yeah, if only. Probably going to be that kind of guy his whole life. But he got 20 years. He served 18. He's still a devout. He's still yep. de- dedicated to jihadi causes. No, so he hasn't. He hasn't renounced that. No. no. Well, then you no. got to keep him in jail. I don't know on what grounds, but... You're still an idiot, so you need to stay in prison. That'd be my ruling as a judge. Oh, you haven't decided that whole thing is dumb? Oh, I assumed. I just assumed you decided that was all, you know, the, 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 the moronic maneuverings of a young person. No, you still believe this stuff. I mean, You've got to stay in jail. Can't you boot him out? Can't you just give him, hey, look, you're so in love with these countries, feel free to go to one of them, we'll buy you a plane ticket, but you're not staying here. Lind is expected to be living in northern Virginia, outside of Washington, D.C. Has anybody seen him? Is he clean-shaven and uh, trying to be respectable Haven't now? I saw he looked like a jihadi. Yeah. He looked like he, he was going to run off and join the Taliban again. got the big beard and idiot. Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is claiming that Russian President Putin outprepared President Trump during their key meeting in Germany. Tillerson said it left the U.S. at a disadvantage during their first series of talks. Now, the former uh, oil exec was testifying behind closed doors before the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and, of course, that testimony leaked out almost immediately. Uh Tillerson said that they walked into the meeting expecting an exchange of courtesies, but it became a two-hour-plus discussion that involved geopolitical issues. He went on to say Putin seized on every opportunity to push what he wanted, and there was, quote, a discrepancy in preparation that created an unequal footing. Uh, Donald J. Trump uh, he's the president you know he tweeted Rex Tillerson a man who is dumb as a rock and totally ill prepared and ill equipped to be Secretary of State made up a story well it didn't wasn't part of the well I thought Donald J. said he was great at hiring people that's one of the reasons he <laughs> got to be president but anyway made up a story and he got fired that I was out prepared by Vlad Putin at a meeting in Hamburg, Germany I don't think Putin would agree look at how the U.S. is doing we're doing well one, Dumb as a rock. It's an insult. One of the things you can do to really help prevent cancer is modify your diet. A poor diet could give you
2: cancer. Why don't you, new, you
1: mind your own business? new study from Tufts University found that over 80,000 cancer cases among adults 20 and older in the U.S. were caused by bad diet. That's about 5% of newly diagnosed cases every year. Not right. bad. It doesn't, doesn't they like hurt. eating charcoals and it, sh- shards of glass. There are all what? kinds of reasons to eat a better diet. But 5% of all cancers is because of the bad diet. All right. Researchers looked at high intake of processed meats, red meats, sugary drinks, and a low intake of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and dairy. They said that is, that is dangerous for and your health. And once again, why don't you mind your own business? The most common diet-related cancer cases involve colon and rectal cancers. One last note. Lyft is adding a panic button to its app that immediately calls 911. The ride-hailing company has had one of its four drivers since last year but uh, has had one for its drivers, rather, since last year. But this one is going to be for passengers. So if something happens and you need help fast, there's a special app uh, button on the app you can hit, and it'll contact 911. The interesting thing about all these overblown stories about Lyft and uh, and Uber and scary things happening Mm -hmm. is I've never been scared in an Uber or Lyft ride, and I was scared all the time in almost every cab ride I've (laughs) ever taken in my life. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. I had one Uber ride where the driver was very, very nice, but he had a little trouble staying on the road.
2: <laughs> well, that's not good.
1: <laughs> he was kind of weaving rather no, I've taken so many big city late night cab yeah. rides where I thought, this oh, yeah. really does not seem like somebody yeah. I should be driving i got a one them. in three chance of dying yeah. right <laughs> here, right now. There you yeah, go. I know it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So that's the theme. Wow the kind of guy who shoots himself in the testicle and then hides his drugs inside him in a house full of meth who's, been, who's 19 felonies already in his 20s, or somebody who joins the Taliban having grown up in Marin, California. Yeah. What do you do with people like that? I got a couple of questions about old uh, Heine Locker there. Um, I'm not sure I want to ask them, and I'm not sure I want to hear the answers, but at what point did he stow the pot? Uh, was it sure. after he shot himself in the Gennard and 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 realized well the uh, cops are probably going to come, so let me think where can I put this weed? Get off the pot. And then he <laughs> was and then he was in jail on the phone with his girlfriend, and the authorities were listening to his phone call. But he's an idiot telling well, his, his girlfriend. Girlfriend's a real peach. <laughs> well, oh, well, she on, must be something. Yeah. Uh, telling his girlfriend to uh the, here's what you tell the cops and uh, don't tell do this and don't do that and hide this and just yes. you know. All kinds of tampering with witnesses and obstruction of justice and everything, right there with them listening on the phone call. He's just so. What do you do with people like that? Or a guy who's got seven? seven he's a seventeen-time loser. We the Armstrong and Getty prison islands. Early in our career, we advocated this a lot. It's time to revive it. We have an island many miles offshore, surrounded by high fencing sharks. You just can't escape. And Alcatraz, but better. And and listen, people who just cannot be in society get shipped there. Nobody's going to get beaten or abused or anything like that. It's going to be reasonably pleasant, but we can't have you around us anymore. So yeah. It's like kicking out a roommate. I don't care where you go. You just can't go here. So one Nut Jimmy lives there in the American Taliban and a bunch of people with face tats, probably. And Mike Lavinati. <laughs> Although, Avenatti ought to do some hard time. He's a full on criminal. Just yeah. a criminal. Yeah. Taking advantage of people. Uh, we got to do another round of our political death pool for Democratic candidates as we try to uh, uh, take draft choices on who we think is going to get out first. Do we have a prize involved? Do we decide that? We really needed uh, We need to decide on the stakes. The idea of stakes as the stakes has gained popularity. Uh, oh, yeah. Some sort of steak dinner.
2: Meat, even after you just heard Marshall's News. Uh, okay. A little, I'll order again. a
1: salad and nibble at it. I'll be I'll fine. Tell you what, I had a big old <laughs> New York steak last night. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Nothing better. Hope it doesn't yeah. kill me, but boy, that nah, was delicious. You'll be fine. Really? Absolutely. Are you sure? If, have you seen my If colon? God hadn't intended <laughs> to eat cows; he wouldn't have made them of meat. Right. We all know that. That's good point. Uh, stay tuned. We'll do the uh, the draft picks next. Time.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Beto O'Rourke has fallen from third place to eighth. Now Beto's asking experts how to get back up to third. Meanwhile, Bill de is asking Beto how to get up to eighth. So... Mm, who's going to choose Bill de Blasio as one of their picks to get out of the race early? We're doing the draft picks here in just a couple of minutes. As we try to predict who are going to be the first people out of the presidential race. I'm really concerned that my pick is going to get taken before I get there. And can I trade up or down? Do we do that here? Can we can we make trades? Debates are about four weeks away, the very first debate, so we'll I tell they're gonna drop like flies then. So oh, the excitement already at a high level for the death pool will just grow from here, Jack. Do you hear about Baltimore? you familiar with the ransomware deal? You heard about this? Hospitals have been getting hit by this a lot. It's, they were the, the, the big target for these hackers who... Hackers. Hackers. They hack into your computers. And, 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 and you get a message on your computer, all your files are locked unless you send us X amount of money. And sure enough, the files are locked. They're encrypted. And you can't get to them. Are, are people paying them? Yes. I thought, I thought you
2: weren't supposed to pay well, them. Well,
1: it depends who you are and what's at stake. That's the difficulty of it. I mean, you, you, sure, maybe you ought to take one for the team and not pay these rotten bastards. But if you really, really, really need those files before, you know, the the, the closing of an account, say, in a week, you got a $5 million account and they want $20,000, you write them a check. So people
2: um, pay them off. I yeah, didn't know that was happening. Have.
1: I didn't know that was happening. So first it was uh, hospitals and, and other infrastructural uh, things, but hospitals was huge, and that was a struggle, but you know, especially private hospitals, they found the money, they beefed up their security, some of them paid, and, and they moved on with their lives.
2: Well, wow, this is like the Wild West. This is oh, like very much. Butch and Sundance riding into some frontier
1: town and demanding money, or we're going to you know, do this or that. Yeah. They pay them off and they take off? Yeah, and really, part of the hacker's business model is, if you pay us off, we will leave you alone. We want that to be known, that you will get your money's worth. Yeah, we're blackmailing you, but we're not going to come back the next day and lock your
2: computers. Similar again. to the, you know, a lot of the people that travel, you,
1: you had to have some uh, credibility with that. Right. That you pay me off and I'll leave you alone, right. otherwise it would never work. But so uh, once they got done with hospitals, they've moved on to cities, small and large, including Baltimore. Um, they infected about 10,000 of Baltimore's computers and insisted the city pay 13 Bitcoin, which on May 7th when they did it was worth about 76 grand. Now it's 102 grand. Um, To cut the computers loose. How many Bitcoin? Thirteen. Thirteen are worth a hundred-some thousand dollars? Right. You H- know that. Hackers claimed the price would go up every day after four days and after ten days, and the affected files would be lost forever. Well, they're negotiating now, but uh, a, a new ransom note has been issued that said, We won't talk more. All we know is money, in all caps, like the president tweeting. Hurry up! Tick-tack! 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 Okay, so that's shows... the Russian mob not understanding. <laughs> Showing anything. it's Russians. Tick-tock is a clock. Tick-tack is a delicious white mint. <laughs> but the city is not paid. But the city payment services... Email systems are offline, and it locked out all real estate transactions. You couldn't close on a house. But so you, I assume the first thing you do is you call the police, and they call the FBI. Right. Um, the FBI, they, we, we can't get our best experts on this, and then within four days figure out who's doing it and put the cuffs on them? Doesn't work that way? Well, you got to probably go to uh, throw up a stand to get, you know, cuffs on them, because they're in some former Soviet republic, usually, or the current Russia. Once again, an argument for me. Going back in time and unplugging the internet. Time life
2: was better before the internet.
1: Well, that's, they, they've just done. Uh, they've gone back to paperwork for closings on houses and stuff like that. Um, last Friday, mayor released a longer statement uh, saying the city quote is well into the restorative process and cooperating with the FBI. So it doesn't look like they're going to pay, but it's been crippling. Well, obviously, paying is a is not a good road to go down. If, if we all start paying these people, right? A lot of people agree with you, and it's hard to argue. But they have spent, say, three million dollars to avoid paying fifty thousand, and just on the principle, and just we can't. Right. But you know, at some point, hmm. it's like settling with some jerk who's suing you. Right. You could defend it for three hundred k, or you could write him a check for ten k, make them go away. What do you do? It's a tough one. You continue on with the candidate Deadpool draft. Well, and we decided it's the campaign death pool. We don't want the candidates to die. We want their campaigns to die. I say we'll get the name nailed down by the end of this. All right, we went one through five in the first round. It's time to go five through one. Who's the next pick? And now, in the campaign 2020 death pool draft, positive shot. No, that's not right. Do you not understand how drafts work? Do, you, do I have to explain it again? You get one through five, then you get five through one. So, Michelangelo, you got the first pick, correct? Is that right? I yes. had the last pick last time, so yeah. I guess I got the first yeah. pick. Yeah. Who did you pick last time? I picked Delaney. Okay, who do you like? Uh, this time I'm going to say Marianne Williamson. There's, oh. a, there's somebody running for president named Marianne Williamson. Yeah, she's an author and lecturer, and I don't want like to be told what to do, so <laughs> I'm going to
2: pick her. The analysts are
1: surprised at that pick because she's hardly in it all, so yeah. what would make her get out? She's just trying to become more famous, but that's your pick. Yeah. Who's next? I am.
2: That Marshall is Phillips.
1: Correct, Marshall. No. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got Jeff the rack together. <laughs> Marshall Phillips. All right, that's what <laughs> The crowd goes wild. That was wrong. Somebody was going to get fired, but they got it right. All right, here we go. My next pick <laughs> for the one of the first to drop out of the Democratic race none other than Eric Swalwell. Oh, wow. No.
2: Oh, no. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. Swallwell!
1: Swallwell! And oh. ready for money
2: problems. Dang it! Man!
1: That was my next
2: pick! <laughs> He's got money problems?
1: I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Marshall's oh. clearly done the most uh, research on all the uh, candidates. Oh, man. And now, in the Campaign 2020 Death Pool Draft. Joe, Getty. I'm going to stick with my uh, my strategy that I used in the first round when I took Jay Inslee, Governor of Washington, because sooner or later these guys have got to get back to governoring when they have no support. So my second pick is Steve. Never mind the Bullock, the Governor of Montana. Well, that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. People that have real jobs, as opposed to some of these pundits or Congress people, they can screw around forever. Right. You're a governor of some state. You're going to get some political pressure if you're not getting any traction to, to get back to your job. That's that's the that's way a pretty I'm good rolling. one right there. Yeah. Okay. I am uh, going to go the opposite of my own advice yeah, right uh, here. Hang on. Hey, now. Wait for the local price. <laughs> this will be good when we actually air it. Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Rehearsal is a little rocky. Even though I agree with your advice, um, I'm going to go with uh, somebody that could stay in it because he's got nothing to do. He's the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development Former. and San
2: Antonio Mayor. So who does he care?
1: <laughs> Julian Castro. Ooh. Yeah. ooh. He's a pretty high profile, but I think he's just going to get out because it's going to start to get embarrassing. Jack going for the Hispanic anti vote with yeah. Julian Castro. All right. And now, in the Campaign 2020 Deathpool Pool Draft positive, John.
2: Final pick of the round. Uh, yeah, so uh, to pair with my first overall pick of John Hickenlooper, the guy who took his mom to see Deep Throat, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to corner the market on boring, bland, generic candidates with Tim Ryan. Ooh. From Ohio, solid pick. Uh, I just a perfectly fine guy, but I don't don't see how they. I don't see how he can stay in. He's just
1: well. I tell you what, with two rounds gone, I'm looking at the tote board. We are getting down to people who have a ghost of a chance. Right, and I've, I've got a controversial pick if I get to choose. So Sean's first next time and I'm second. Okay, my, my, my pick might be around. All right, That'll next be round. One. Next hour, this is exciting. <laughs>
2: yeah. I like to look at my team so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good. It, 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 <laughs> just, the whole mathematics on
1: running for president, I think, is changing with this field. The idea that you can jump in and get some name recognition and really boost yourself, I think, is over this year because... It doesn't work, obviously. It's there's there's, a, there's right. a whole bunch of names here. I know we've said that listeners are saying, I didn't. I don't even know who that is. Right. You didn't get any name recognition. You're not going to get a book deal. You're not going to get a cable news show. I Nobody it, even knows you were running. At best, these people will become objects of mockery. Yeah, among their crowd, the people that know them in their town or state or whatever, yeah. they just look like losers. Or uh, Mr. and Mrs. America are, have begun to catch on that they're just climbers. They're just looking for a cable news gig or a book or maybe the undersecretary of something or other, and they're phonies. How but many people ran against Hillary? Like two, and they all got on the debate stage and plenty of coverage. And you're on Meet the Press. That ain't going to happen now. Old O'Malleyhan old with his metric system. Well, <laughs> I, do- I donated uh, generously to his campaign too. I feel bad about that.
2: And the metric many meters just- of money.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Hectars. Hectares. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Another round coming up next hour.
0: And Getty.